Which two Canadian cities made their mm-hmm. NBA franchise debuts in 1995? We need both answers here. Say, to say the question one more time. Repeat it. Which two Canadian cities made their mm-hmm. NBA franchise debuts in 1995? Okay, that's going to be the Toronto Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies, which have since moved to Memphis. Should have never, never doubted you. That was... Right on the money there. I know. Damn. So you were you were paying attention in ninety five. Um Okay, whoa. Great. Okay, that seemed right. like just an assault on my age. Yes. <laughs> I have memories from nineteen ninety five because I was four <laughs> years old. But I don't remember that happening. I wasn't like tuned into the no, Canadian no, sports no. world when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> Like two years before I was even born, you were yeah locked in. You were like you already had your your notepad out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big day. Um, No, we are here. (laughs) What what a way to come back Um, to talk about a lot today. We we have a lot on the agenda, but we We, don't need to get into it. We did already talk about Tiff on the Intercut podcast. We did. Yeah, and Uh, I was I was thinking about it just just us. Yeah, I was like, we could technically submit that as our TIFF coverage for next year, but... Oh, for sure. I don't think that would... Yeah, a guest spot on another podcast really counts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this happened last year, too, where it's like, I am just... I feel like I've exhausted all my TIFF coverage, because I I did that podcast, I did my own video, doing the Cars cast... Uh, like, now, probably not the best thing for you to say before we do a podcast about it. tip you're is right. you're saying, I feel like I've pretty much said it all. Well, no, 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 no. That's the thing, though, is that like the 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 YouTube channel, it was kind of like shooting through them, intercut. It was just the best stuff. And today we're getting into everything, but not like in depth everything, because that would also no, take us like, that would forever. Take forever. But, it's not going to. Yeah. yeah, we're not going to take five hours of your time. We're going to try yeah. to keep this to like the normal brisk Yes. Cars incisiveness. Yes. That's what we're uh, going for. I am going to see if we have any questions for later in the episode. Not right now, but... Um, the better question is if we have any listeners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any fans left. Um, but I guess, yeah. Uh, what, what, should, what should the intro be? What's been going um, on? Oh, we, we met a couple uh, Cars cast people we did met we did stella we, we met stella uh we met some other guy uh <laughs> yeah i don't know if we got <laughs> it was that really guy's nice name. he was nice yeah. he was wearing like a, a ken shirt um yeah a lot of i mean i yeah a lot of nice people that we met at tiff like such a great community the the cars cast fans um yeah, it was it was another great year. I mean, how did Car- you feel about this? A lot of Carson Runquist fans as well. Well, I don't know about that. Um, how did you feel about this year's TIFF? I mean, I don't care that much about the actors showing up. Yeah, I, I yeah. needed to say showing up. I, I the actor, they're people, right? Like I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, screw. You're them. like I don't like, care. Movies be better the without them. 
Yeah. 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 No, but so <laughs> that was, I know some people were disappointed in that. And obviously mm-hmm. there's good reasons as to why they were not yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so for me, it didn't matter that they weren't there for my experience of the yeah. film since I just come to watch all the films with the press right. pass for free. Right. Exactly. So that was cool. Uh, and then our friend uh, of the pod, Brandon, was the gaffer on a film that premiered there that we saw. Yeah, that did make it kind of special was the fact that, you know, we got to see it. We got to see something that, like, our friend was, like, a part of. Friends, yeah. I should say. It was a whole section yeah. of the credits that was, like, basically just <laughs> the our entire friend group in college. Yeah, um, so that was fun. Uh, and yeah. then I also went to the after party for that. Yep, yep. You could say I crashed it, but, you know, you they say... had nice hors d'oeuvres <laughs> and free drinks. Yeah, yeah. Live in the big league. We, you and I both hit up after parties this year. Yeah, I feel which... like that means that I need to, to as like a ethical thing before we talk about how I felt about the movie. We knew people who worked on it because as yeah. journalists, you know, we have to tell people we have to disclose this. Yeah. I went to the after party for the film and, and mm-hmm. had free food and drinks. Right on that. Right. I mean, no, they didn't know yeah. that. The, the filmmakers for sure did not know that <laughs> that I did this yeah but yeah that's fine yep but yeah they, what they, after party did you go to you... i went to the uh well i went to a movie party that i was actually invited to um which was <sighs> really nice oh. i wouldn't <laughs> i wasn't i didn't mean to, i wasn't saying that about you i was i was you're, gonna you're, say you're pulling all the you're just no you're no no jabbing me you today. you were invited i feel like you you were there with somebody i was you know with people who worked on the film who were invited yeah. and they said uh you could probably come right right <laughs> i don't know if they officially had like plus ones yeah i was more so saying that to to make more it was in the context of the fact that i snuck into a party later that night that i was fully not i don't remember what well, the guy's name was but i was a guy named like john something and um yeah i was not How supposed was the movie to party? be there the movie party was great. I met the whole Letterboxd team, uh, which was really fun to finally meet them in person. Um, did they, what did ooh, what did they say to you about your your account? <laughs> well, the, the, they only had like a, a few. They were just like, "Oh, I'm starstruck," <laughs> and then we just <laughs> uh, we just talked about you know. There's not much to talk about. <laughs> you're, we you're talked. Like They're God. They probably have a statue of you in their office. That is no, no. <laughs> they they did. I feel really bad. They they did invite me to the. There was like a letterboxed meetup, um, and I didn't go when I was there because uh, I think I had a I had NIAD during that time, which I it would have been a better time spent if I went to the meetup. I will say, but um, they would have just been swarmed. They would have been bowing <laughs> to you. They would have been on their <laughs> knees praying to the god of letterboxd Carson yeah Lundquist. yeah paint myself say, yeah turquoise like, turn- and... why did you turn off cars the comments oh great, yeah Carson. no i, I would have it would have been one or the other i would have gotten like mobbed or, or you know there would have been a fight it's basically what i'm oh, saying yeah. um <laughs> it would have gotten physical uh, uh, okay unrelated but just like in terms of party crashing uh-huh I just remembered when there was a party at your old apartment when I lived next to you, and like two guys just walked in off the street and <laughs> pretended like they knew someone. Yep, dude, it was it was. I forget if it was two guys or I remember it being like two middle aged women, like two women in like. Oh, it was. Like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yes. Both and like then there 40. Were, yeah. yeah, and they were yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It was, I knew. And they were we like, were like, yeah. it was so weird. They just kind of yeah, stood there for a while, right. and we were like, "This is not the college party." I was like, was "Yeah, I'm be. like, I'm the oldest person here, and I'm was like 27 or 28." Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I'm here because I'm like friends with all the people who live in this apartment, right? And also, I'm not 40. <laughs> <laughs> Like what did they expect? Who? What? I know. Like what age appropriate? The chances of that party being age appropriate for them? No, very low. Was, well, I think it was just because they there was a there was the bar below us. Yeah, that year, right? Um, and then like someone was probably like getting let in, and they saw like oh, there's a party happening upstairs, and they really thought it was gonna be something special, but but it it yeah, wasn't. It was not. Oh, um, no, it was. It was very special. Yeah, Carson always yeah. had the most special parties. Exactly. He's a well, I, I can't boy. say I threw those parties. That was – I was just – I lived there, so I had to, yeah. you know. Um, you had to make an appearance. And then what would always happen at every single party is people would take photos with Karsten holding his YouTube plaque. <laughs> yeah, that was that was back <laughs> when, like, that was such a, a thing. I guess, like, it, it could still be a thing. I just never really have people over here at this apartment, so I don't I don't yeah. usually Carson doesn't up. tell no. anyone his address. He actually blindfolded no. me and drove me in circles before pulling yes. up to his apartment. Yes. Actually, this is kind of a – this is not that interesting of a story. But um, this morning, I, I did have to tell someone my address uh, because I popped my tire for the first time. Mm. Um yeah, I I told you this was not going to be an exciting story, but that uh, it was scary. It sucks. Um, but I was like a block away from home, and then it pops because this guy was speeding down the one way, so I had to turn, and my tire hit the curb, and then it popped. Oh, and, uh, it was ugly. Um, and I, I think. Oh no! Continue, continue. Well, I'll, I was just saying. I admit that I I don't know how to change a tire, and I didn't want to learn this morning because I was in a bad mood. So I. Yeah. Shout out to the Subaru Roadside Assistance feature <laughs> on the all new 2022 Subaru Outback. Yeah, I I want to say just for you know because we're veteran podcasters at this point. Uh huh. Um, you really have to stop prefacing your stories with "this is not interesting." <laughs> you're right. You're right. I need to <laughs> I need to start them being like, "You're gonna want to stick around to the end of the story." Uh. And the then you third don't tell act, it until the end. Yes, yes. So people are sticking around. You're right. You're right. And well, you okay. I will say the like the story intermediately, right? Intermittently. I mean, so here's an interesting story for you. Mm -hmm. uh, the the party I did sneak into that night was the dream scenario after party, uh, which is the new A24 film, and mm -hmm. just to just to have that the people I was with, uh, Broy Deschanel. I don't know if anyone here knows the channel she's really great um she was like yeah i know somebody can, can, that can get us into this and we get in and first of all it's like empty it's like the end of the night so it was like the worst time to be apparently nick cage had just left um but i did meet ari aster um who it, he was just standing he's got a large head i'm just trying to give people the inside it was like this short man with a large head and i was like that has to be him he like comes up to us and he's like super nice and kind and he's like Thank you so much for coming. And I was like, yeah, they. Um, it's an honor to meet you, Ari Aster. And he had very soft hands. And he was just kind of waiting for us to say something. And I didn't know what to say. I just kept looking at him. Um, and that's my story. <laughs> I also actually wait. The, another person who was there that will actually probably be more interesting for the Cars Cast fan base 
was the actor who played Roderick in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid live action movie. Um, he was there. I don't know what his name is, but I think he was dating one of the actresses who was in the film. Oh. And uh, I looked what? it up later and I, con- I confirmed that was him. What about, uh, did you talk to Finn? Your buddy? I did talk. To, I also I also talked to Finn, uh, and I also uh, talked to Matt Johnson. So actually, yeah, a good for a lack of celebrities, I talked to more uh, figures this year than I ever have. Um, but yeah, Finn was very nice. I tried to get into that after. I don't even think there was an after party, but I don't think I would have wanted to go. Not think, because I don't think it would have been fun. Been after because it, it it was a midnight screening, right? Right, so the and after that's, party would have had to have been at like two thirty a.m. I know that's the th- and they're you know early bedtime. Yeah, I think in twenty one. I don't like actually. 20? Let me look this up. I think oh, wait, he, it's also he, Canada. What's the Canadian drinking age? He's twenty. And is, is, can you drink in eighteen in Canada? Legal drinking age is nineteen. He is nineteen. There you go. So he he was getting fucked up at TIFF this year you could say (laughs) um anyway those were uh yeah those were my celebrity interactions i guess i also met um karsten runquist yeah (laughs) he's the number one celebrity to me i finally got to meet um a few youtubers that i've known for a while which includes broy de chanel but also big joel uh who knew about my big joel impression which was embarrassing but he was like i saw you did an impression of me and i was like oh shit <laughs> and then i met um i the the youtuber i hate everything um who was very he was actually very nice yeah cool. it was a it was a, actually I, like, be kind honest, of a, i don't i'm not aware of any of those people no i they're they're more of like no I, I, they're like film youtube i'm just not in that yeah. community which is you know why we make such a great team talking about films because i don't know exactly any of the other people who do this right yeah, you, you're Movie Jeff. I'm um, Movie Jeff. That's, oh, that is Jeff. a new title that apparently I've gained. <laughs> my, new yeah, cat, yeah. my new moniker is Movie Jeff. <laughs> yeah. And so also... I might have to make a TikTok, a film TikTok, where I call myself Movie Jeff. Yep, yep. You really should. You really should. Um, okay, wait, wait. I'm going to chop part of this episode into a TikTok. Yep. And I'll post it on the Cars cast, but that will be a segment called Movie Jeff. Okay? yeah. So wait, let's, let's do it real quick. Let's do it. Let's we have to improvise like you know a thirty second TikTok. Okay. Hey, yeah. I'll... It's movie jet. Oh. oh. Okay. Wait. Okay. Let's reset. Let's start that. Reset. Run it back. Run yeah. it back. So. Hey everybody. Wait. No, I gotta get. Hey everybody. Silence. It's movie wait. Jeff. Oh. Okay. Wait. No. One more. Time. One more time. Okay. I'm gonna okay. not gonna okay. say okay. silence. Hey everybody. It's movie Jeff here with my buddy. Karsten Runquist, the movie man himself, the letterbox aficionado. I'm here with movie Jeff. Um, And can we get a movie fact, Jeff? Uh, Yes. Uh, I am movie Jeff. I know all the movie facts. Uh, The dog from Air Bud was the same dog in Full House. Wow. Thanks, movie Jeff. Anytime. <laughs> you should you should um you should blink a bunch near the end as as like a you're sending a message <laughs> you're being held hostage. I'm just blinking help. There's, there's a Morse code. Have you seen that one uh 
<laughs> have you seen that TikTok? It was it went viral like a, a long time ago, but it's the guy that's like, "Happy Star Wars Day! I'm with my uh, girlfriend." Yeah, yeah. and then hit the building <laughs> where it builds. Like all these people made this whole like scene yeah. about it being a hostage situation. That's movie Jeff. Movie Jeff yeah. is the new version. <laughs> well, I, no, I think movie Jeff's like not quite uh, as like murdery. Right, right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm trying to build my my new movie Jeff brand that we just came up with. Uh-huh. Uh, You're supposed to be like, like a wholesome Mister Rogers a whole, he, type. Yeah, he is like, but he has like a lot of energy because he loves movies. Uh huh. He has all the answers. Movie Jeff should only know about like five movies. Like, like never. He's like this one kind of reminds me of. Uh, Beautiful day in the neighborhood. This, this reminds me of, of <laughs> Osmosis Jones. Yeah. And he always references those no matter what. Uh, this um, is like that scene in Osmosis Jones when the pill guy <laughs> shot the pill <laughs> and killed the bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Movie Jeff. Movie Jeff. Well, Wait, can we, you, should, we should. We need like a theme song for Movie Jeff in the beginning. Like, Movie Jeff. Da 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 da. Um. Uh, yeah. All I all I can think of is like the sound effect of like the movie that's like. Mm. Um, I like that. <laughs> but it's like when you open your mouth, that sound comes out. I don't oh, know. And the, I no, don't when know. I open my mouth, the film reel should come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> popcorn and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what ninety percent of movie channels on YouTube are, though. Is they're like movie guy. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, what are we doing here? Dude, did you have any um, interactions with like people who were also accredited press that were like kind of weird? <laughs> yes, we don't need to go not, like by name. I don't want to talk about. I I actually I would love to talk about it, but I I don't think I not should. on the pot, not in the pot. You don't wanna, I think yeah. this person will see it. Uh, <laughs> there's a and, okay, small yeah, chance. We will not. We will not go into it any further than that no i mean not for reasons where i'm like oh it ruined my connections but no no uh, you don't want to make them feel just bad. don't embarrass more genuine ex- make it yeah, you know, it's yeah. more genuine reason and that's why you won't talk about my this person in, my interaction with with um with one specific person that yeah, will my, not be named anyways yes. let's move on to the films um, sure yeah else you yeah say? we have we really do have a lot to get go through so we yeah, might as well yeah. kind of bust through them yeah um, so i'll start just because i was there yep. earlier than you because i'm movie jeff so obviously i like film yep. more than yep. karsten because i showed right. up before you know the festival. this yep uh so of course first day of the fest september 7th uh-huh i get my pass in the morning mm-hmm. and first thing i go see a real crowd-pleasing, warm film, The Zone of Interest. <laughs> that's, that's what you started with. Yeah. That was the start, which is, that for was anyone who start. does not know, Jonathan Glazer directed film mm-hmm. about the commandant of Auschwitz. Yeah. It's a slice-of-life film yeah. about the uh, essentially the director of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Yeah. It is an excellent film. Nice. I, I um. God, I, that was like one of my the top ones on my list, 
and I actually, to be honest, I've been hearing buzz about it since Can, and have never known what it's about because a lot of people are very vague about it on purpose. And you're the person that's like finally told me kind of like what it's about. Um, yeah, I, I mean that's no idea it had anything to yeah, do with Auschwitz. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's very, it literally takes place next door to Auschwitz. Okay, so yeah, yeah it's I and, and it's just you know this really fascinating slice of life film about mm -hmm. this like terrible person okay. where they're living their normal life next to this place you know with yeah. all these atrocities happening yep yeah so it, it's this it's like this very insane film where people are doing normal things next to this terrible place right so yeah it, it's just a fascinating yeah you know, holocaust film i've never seen before yeah I'm i mean like that type of film excited. obviously i've never seen it before it yeah, just came out yeah at a film yeah. <laughs> i've never seen it before personally yeah i haven't seen it yet um it, you should definitely check it out it's really good it was yeah. top three of the, the fest for me nice now saying that um, i clearly missed out on what many people were saying were like some of the best films at this festival that we'll we'll find out so did i them. So I missed out. There's a, I think there's a few that neither of us checked out that were apparently the shit to see. But <laughs> we, we uh, yeah, um, we saw some though. We uh, should... And then yeah, I'll I'll just yep. real quick. Um, I saw Fallen Leaves that night. I was gonna right. see The Beast, but the projector yep. didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was the the Finnish film. Uh, who I'm blanking. Who's the director? Aki. Yes. Uh, uh fucking with the finnish last name he's the one who yes. directs all the weird films yes where all the characters are kind of weird and this was no different mm -hmm. but it, it's funny it's like a kind of a you know dark comedy mm-hmm karismaki that's the name. yes yep. karismaki yeah the the finnish wes anderson or wes anderson <laughs> i've American seen karmaki. i've seen a few interviews with him and he is so uh i don't uh, european and just like mad and like kind of just like in a bad mood and all these he's like just such a i think he i've only seen one other film of his but i'd imagine it's similar to this one and yeah he's just like a very dry guy with <laughs> I, I could see that yeah um uh anyways then you arrived on the scene touchdown yep and uh i saw we we saw together we grown now, um, which is the one we we're talking about that our our friends worked on, uh, gaffed yep. by he was the gaffer right yes yeah Brandon Hoig um, uh, and then first they see Alan Dembeck yes it was very and in focus I I honest this is, this makes me terrible but I don't know what Nick what Nick did but <laughs> I think he, he was was he best uh, boy was he yeah best electric? best boy yep best boy yep okay yeah, electric. I didn't remember what he did either yeah um wonderful dp nicholas emmanuel who did not uh shoot he was not one, the dp but of this. he the dp on... of this film uh <laughs> was Scola. also the dp of sing sing yes who did an ink which i will say i think might be maybe i'm speaking too soon here but two of the best shot f i think i think they are i just my camera turned off briefly but um i think they are the two best shot films of the festival so good for pat scola um that's but yeah that that is a actually a insane statement by you like that's just, <laughs> just a blanket 
he's a really talented cinematographer. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, they look great. Um, I will say I talked to him for a little bit at the week or after party, and then mm-hmm. right when I was leaving to go see Nickelback perform live, uh, <laughs> no one else wanted to go with me for some reason. Yeah, so I, I left them. He accidentally mis said Alan's name, and then as I was walking away, he blamed it on me. <laughs> He's like, didn't he know he just called you something else? I'm, and I, I was like, I walked back, and I'm like, no, I didn't classic i worked he was my boss like i know his name's alan and then he's like pat was like i don't, I don't like this guy <laughs> <laughs> hey classic matt scola um exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> take that matt <laughs> um we grown now i think Anyways, we both I really liked I did it see nickelback you did see nickelback okay yeah um we grown now we really liked it uh amazingly shot like Almost to a point where you could say like it takes over the story of the film, but personally, I I was still very moved by it, especially the yeah. second half. I, um, well, I liked the be- the the beginning and uh-huh. the end. I just thought the middle dragged a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's still but worth watching for sure. Yes, I hope it gets picked up. I haven't heard much about. Uh... Oh, actually, I think wasn't it already Sony? I could be wrong. Um, I don't know. Uh, unfortunately anyway I'm not distribution jeff yeah. <laughs> yeah there yeah that makes me sound like um, a drug dealer <laughs> did distribution you jeff. distribution jeff different kind of tiktok um you did you see the nickelback documentary no i just saw them okay perform yeah, afterwards because it. it was during yeah. we grow now i think right right or is it um, the after party i i later that night i saw finest kind which we both saw which was terrible. It's uh, very entertaining. It's entertaining. If you watch it and get some popcorn, <laughs> like you're going to have a good time, but it's an absolutely insane film. Yeah. It's so, honestly, it is a little, because I feel like so, when I look at like kind of the bad movies now, I, I try to avoid them because usually I know, and I just, I don't want to waste my time these days. Like, But usually if it's a bad movie that I see, it ends up it's like a disney like live action remake or superhero yeah. film or something like that which are bad in like a boring way but i got to say it was like nice to see a bad movie that was like you know was like a bad like shitty dialogue yeah funny ass plot like kind of it was like like you said it's like a fun bad movie that yeah. i think it's like the could... last boy scout Right, and that's that's kind of what I brought up in my TIFF video is that like it it does remind me of like <laughs> that, that's one of my he... movie Jeff references, the Last Boy Scout. The last boy... <laughs> it really reminded me of uh, it reminded me of the Last Boy Scout, that, that Bruce Willis film uh, with Damon Wayans from the mid nineties <laughs> yeah. or early nineties. The way people talk about like Top Gun being like they don't make movies like this anymore, it's like this is that kind of that's how I felt about this, and it was a little endearing for a while. But then it just goes into directions where I'm like, this is so, this is just not landing the way I yeah. think it wants to. And it it's... and also there's a massive plot hole that uh, I talked to Zach Shevish about after at the right. Nickelback performance, <laughs> where I was like, this didn't really make any sense. Like this never mm-hmm. would have happened, even in this bizarro finest kind world. Yeah, there's yeah. just a massive plot hole, right? That kind of so... makes the whole movie not make any sense. Yeah. Uh, I um, thought it was going to be just like a fun movie about a guy working on a boat with his brother. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it, it was it not. It wasn't. Um, but then uh, the next morning, we both saw the boy and the heron. Um, I've already talked about this, I feel like, a lot. And I don't really... It's great. It's. I mean, I thought yeah, it was... You have a whole video on it. Yeah, I made a video about it. I thought it was very... It's like a, exactly what I wanted from a, I'm not going to say final, but like late stage Miyazaki movie and thought it was really whimsical and beautifully animated and amazing. Yeah. Um, Jeff, you liked it too? Oh, yeah. Oh, you want yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't me. know. I don't... <laughs> no, I also enjoyed it. I mean, it's just yeah. the... Yeah. The whole concept of how bizarre the films are, mm-hmm. for me, it's like I said this in the Intercut podcast, general children's animation, like, you know, especially in the U.S., they mm-hmm. make these characters that aren't that far removed from real life yeah, and these events yeah. that happen to where adults don't have the same experience watching it as children. But I think yeah. Miyazaki's films... Things that happen are things that your brain can't even conceive of happening. Yeah. So I think that children and adults have the same experience watching them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Great way to put And this is like a really strong example of that skill of his. Yeah, it makes um, you feel like you're a child watching a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Then we, uh, did we get Ravi Soups after this? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we got Ravi soups. I would recommend. It was pretty good. It was. It was I should have gotten. A soup, it wasn't like I will phenomenal, say. but it was good. Not mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We saw One Life, which you really loved. Um. I well, I was kind of wrapped up in the in the the zeitgeist of you know I, that was my second World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> but it is a standard british biopic in mm-hmm. a way i mean i think they they played around a little bit with the the pacing and the jumping mm-hmm. back and forth yeah but it, it's just a pretty you know straightforward telling of this story but the story itself is so good yeah yeah that it just makes the because anthony hopkins also really good yep um and the fact that it's a very competently done standard biopic about mm-hmm. such an interesting story you know, elevates it. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. know. I said. I said elevates it. Like there was another word coming. No, <laughs> that was the end. That was it. Um. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's it's a hard movie not to like get. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like a great film to watch with your family. Yeah, yeah. I I think it. Yeah, it would. It will do. It's it's like very easy to recommend. The ending is yeah. like really well done and like kind of yeah like i was saying I, I feel like the whole theater was crying it was crazy um and i thought it was like one of anthony hopkins best performances from recent years like yeah i didn't see the two popes i'll admit i but... haven't either <laughs> arrest me i've only seen uh, one of the popes yeah <laughs> but the two popes were in this movie together it was the two popes reunion of him and uh jonathan price uh but yeah, yeah. jonathan price seems like he looks the, has looked the same for the last 40 years yeah yeah he yeah also i i had to watch the trailer for this movie uh when i was putting together my tiff video and they they put a big thing of like and jonathan price 
and he let me just say has one scene uh that yeah, is like five minutes him. long yeah, <laughs> it's um but anyway uh after that uh what did you see that night did you see anything else that night um uh i saw i'm kind of just going you know what i saw perfect days the previous night (laughs) right right which you liked which i liked a lot yeah 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 vim benders uh yep directing a film that's in japanese yeah yeah about toilets what more can you ask for exactly and apparently that was yeah japan submitted that as their oscar movie this year over the miyazaki movie which surprised me but i've heard it's a really good movie and i want to check it out it's Um, very good uh i saw dream scenario the next morning which is a really funny really absurd movie nick cage is a guy that shows up in everybody's dreams and becomes a, a sensation uh like a celebrity and it's like kind of drifts into like cancel culture stuff and i think kind of sticks the landing in a lot of ways like is not as cringy as you think it would be about that subject um and is any if anything just like really interesting i think it's yeah it just takes a turn halfway through that is that makes it so funny and also kind of terrifying but yeah i i very up my alley love this movie um i've heard good things i've heard everyone who's seen it has liked it yeah uh oh the previous night i did see the documentary the contestant which is insane right dude wait i've been i like dude, have been... the story of that is the fact that that actually happened is yeah insane. i that was one of my biggest misses i really wanted to see that yeah um, no it's a it, it's one of those things where the documentary is just about something so fascinating that yeah I, i'll say i didn't really like the ending it felt a little bit forced that they were trying Mm -hmm. to like inject meaning into this thing yeah okay but just the whole journey of it is fascinating yeah damn okay um i saw mother couch which i was not crazy about i won't linger on it for too long it was uh it's about this mom who decides never to leave a couch in a furniture store and the whole and i thought it was going to be I think maybe I just had the wrong expectations going into it. I thought it was going to be like way funnier than it was, but it was just really, I don't know. It was, it was very stage play. Um, and like the performances were kind of off and dry and awkward in a way that like, you know, if I was in the right mood, it probably would have hit home. I think it's like the ending really brought it home for me. And I thought it was a really powerful ending, but for a large chunk of it, I felt like very numb and I wish I liked it more, but yeah good taylor russell performance i will say i Um, i saw the holdovers yes yeah we'll talk yeah yep um that was my favorite film of the fest me too me too that's it's such a good movie (laughs) so i've just been i did have you ever seen sideways jeff no i haven't I, i think i i have to now i feel like you it reminded me of like Ishtar in some ways and just like is two kind of like, I don't want to say loser guys, but like just, it's like a similar like vibe in my opinion, which maybe sounds like you're describing this podcast. (laughs) Two loser guys (laughs) who don't know what they're talking about. But I, yeah, I, I have been kind of saying this in my videos that like, I, I love um, how much Alexander Payne, like, cares for the just the most unlikable characters 
because like i feel like paul giamatti's character in this is so unlikable and is i've like had teachers like that it would piss me off so much but like and he just like makes them so miserable and like puts his characters in these cruel situations but then like finds so much heart in them and and this is like one of his most heartfelt movies like so like kind of like one life i'm like so easy to recommend this to like basically anybody and and also just yeah aesthetically it's beautiful great aesthetic yeah the the fact that it just feels like a film from Mm -hmm. 1970 and yes like every respect yeah yeah no it was it was really amazing and i'll probably need to say that much more you just see it no no move on go see it um what do you think it's going to do awards wise you think Paul Giamatti's getting a nom, you think, for... Best I actor. hope so. You would think. He's, like... It's, like, one of his best performances. I think it's, like, supposed... I don't... I'm not really paying that much attention yet, but, like, I think it's, like, locked for, like, a Best Picture nomination. It seems like the kind of thing that will get, like, production design and costume because it's, like, a period piece, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, screenplay. Oh, and fucking uh, Divine Joy Randolph. She is incredible in this movie and i really hope she gets like she was if honestly it's like neck and neck between her and paul giamatti for me she was so good um yeah it's just such a like all around great movie it's i was thinking it's like probably like a perfect five out of five for me but i have to see it like one more time but i'm like this is just yeah just a warm blanket um i saw sing sing warm from heat not from piss not from piss no not (laughs) let's make that clear yeah yeah uh i saw sing sing which was really great really well shot amazing coleman domingo performance got picked up by a24 which was exciting and you know good for them uh yeah really like kind of like a little crowd pleasy but not in a way that's you know ever obvious you're just kind of you feel good about a lot of it um I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, it's an all around, like, really well made film that felt, like, really unique for a prison movie, in my opinion. And, yeah, great acting. Uh, I saw Next Goal Wins, the world premiere. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, it started with uh, Taika Waititi uh, at the uh, podium, and then he kept punching the microphone (laughs) on purpose. Yes, because he accidentally (laughs) hit it once, and then he just started punching it for, like, 30 seconds straight. And then it, then it broke. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it, then it, they fixed it, though. But, yeah, they had to bring them out a actual microphone because the one on the podium, like, stopped working briefly. Wow. That is – that's funny. Yeah. Um, Which that film, uh, the story is really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, very acknowledging of the fact that it's only partially true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a fun, crowd-pleasing yeah. sports film that no, where nothing bad happens. It's just like, uh, oh, this is a thing that kind of happened. Yeah, they were just then, a terrible you know, team. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's not. There's, yeah. It's very shallow, but very fun. I'm excited. I I've been looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I this one I will say close to nothing about, but I saw Knox Goes Away, which is the Michael Keaton directed hitman movie that is so bland and dry and like yeah it was it was boring um it was uh, fine the, the midnight madness hell of a summer screening yep yep and we which, could, we it's could like a very 
it's it, the atmosphere was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, the actual film, it's like it's decent. It's like a yeah. you know very conventional teen slasher mm-hmm. horror comedy thing. Yeah, yeah. It it could it uh, like that's I had fun. I uh, you know they they succeeded in making exactly I think what they set out to do, which was just you know a silly teen summer camp comedy horror um that i was def like i don't think either of us were the target demographic for but <laughs> like for what it is i'm like yeah it was fun it was good um and i they like really you know well made i hope they get to make more stuff um i saw the pigeon tunnel which was a documentary about john lecaire uh um or otherwise known as david cornwell and it was really interesting. I knew nothing about him, um, and I only saw this because I slept through Next Goal Wins, but I thought it was really interesting and well-edited, and I need to watch more Errol Morris uh, documentaries because this was really good. Yeah, I saw uh, Boy Kills World. Yeah, yeah. Which was just ridiculous. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of like if Guns Akimbo was a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Guns Akimbo is one of the other movies that he wrote. <laughs> movie Jeff knows. <laughs> it's this very video gamey, stylized, yeah, like insane, just beat 'em up film. Yeah, it's it looks fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Okay, it's a fun time. You said uh, someone got to watch cursed it alone. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so some there they uh, it was the press screening and it, there was like a. Apparently a very big demand to see this and some guy was sitting on the stairs and which you can't do they you know yeah. I'm sure there's like some fire reason for that right so the one of the volunteers had to kick him out mm-hmm. like 15 minutes in and he started cursing out the volunteer it was this guy who was you know I guess a press member but he was in his like 60s yeah and yeah he just started up. yeah so yeah he said F you to the guy and then Someone from the audience screamed back to him, F you. <laughs> More interesting than uh, the movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm like, what's... We're, can't we just enjoy a wholesome film where <laughs> hundreds of people get murdered? <laughs> we're a boy we don't need world. Th- we don't need this vulgarity. <laughs> <laughs> you should have stood up and said that. <laughs> movie Jeff saves the day. Movie Jeff um, saves the day. <laughs> I saw Hitman uh, the next morning, which was mm-hmm. really great, um, really fun, screwball, romantic comedy, um, probably like the best thing Glenn Powell's ever done, and like a really good, uh, I feel like Richard Linklater hasn't hit, come out with like a hit like this in a while, and this was, yeah, really, really incredible. You um, also saw Pool Man. Right? I didn't see Pool Man. You didn't I... see Pool Man. Good. Okay, I didn't either. But everyone says like the worst film. Yeah. They've ever seen. I had like a dream about Pool Man the other night, and I haven't even seen it. But I like dreamt about like what it was, and it was. Well, your dream was probably better than the film. I. On <laughs> the reviews. It's I would be lying if I said I wasn't curious. Um, I am extremely curious about Pool Man, but I was like, it's not worth getting up at like yeah. seven in the morning for. Um, you did see Agro Drift, though. I did, which I liked compared to everybody else. I I thought it. Was, I think it's because I like wasn't taking it as seriously as everybody else. Which 
I but the, at the same time I think took it more seriously. <laughs> I I like I know that's uh, moving on. I I thought like it was beautifully shot and thought it looked incredible and thought that what it was trying to do in like a when you like step back and like look at it next to everything else. I was like I respect the approach a lot and like admire this. I think it's more interesting than a handful of things I saw at the festival. Um and I also thought that like the stupidity of the dialogue and like the plot being so thin and and I just like was like if you just kind of like let loose it's called aggro drift like what do people expect yeah Yeah. (laughs) like clearly playing off of this fake I mean I didn't see it but it's right you know it's very clear that it's stylized as a joke yeah, it's like yeah. This over the top. It's going to be like an over the top stylized thing that's intentionally bad in a lot of ways. Exact. Yeah, and it was uh, I. The letterbox was, chart is just insane. It's just a flat line. It's a flat line, and like he was. I I've watched interviews. He talked about how he directed the way he like was directing actors was he was like showing them video game footage and like this is like kind of what I'm going for. So it's like the actors are walking around like video game characters, and it's like yeah, to a lot of people looks like shit and it and it sounds like shit for sure but i thought it like was so fun and when i accepted it for what it was i was like this is incredible and like a one of a kind <laughs> and yeah, I, i'm interested I, in seeing it for sure i would watch it again yeah it was way less uh i haven't seen gummo but i it's way less graphic than gummo from what i, I hate gummo that's my yeah. movie job. <laughs> i'm like this is almost as bad as gummo <laughs> Yeah, better than Guns Akimbo. Uh, I just want to say Gumbo. There's this the most one of the most disturbing scenes uh, I've ever seen is this kid eating spaghetti in a bathtub. I hate is, it. Is that it? That's I because I've seen the pic. I've seen it's like an iconic shot. It. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I just I really want to see it. I think it's such a that's such a crazy. The bath water looks disgusting. It, is what it, I the bath water is gross. He then eats chocolate. It's gross. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like watch um, it so bad. Uh, you know, I think you should leave the slopping up the steak. He's like slopping up the spaghetti <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> That's awesome. The textures of spaghetti and sauce and water and chocolate. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, okay. I saw the Royal Hotel. Yeah, how was that? It's no, not that good. Okay. Okay. It's just like the most standard, like you know, horror people yeah. in an isolated location. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, just, it okay. did nothing for me. I thought it was just very <laughs> average. Okay. Um, I saw the Promised Land. Yeah, Mad Mickelson. Yep. It was good. Did you it like just, it? I liked it. I didn't love it. Okay. Yeah, I was. It looked so not my thing, so I really like avoided it. I was like, I just don't yeah. think I'll dig this that much. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of like Guns Akimbo, no. <laughs> more like Osmosis Jones in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, it's like you know because they're going, they're they're trying to populate like a new area, just like Osmosis <laughs> Jones. You know, it's like when when he went into the stomach, <laughs> right? They went into battle. Uh, I don't know if there's a battle. Um, I don't either. Wait, oh, in, uh, in Promised Land, there's battle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, battle. Oh yeah, baby. Um, oh, there's a battle. That's uh, the Promised Land. What else did you see? I couldn't get I a saw... ticket. Stop making sense. 
sadly. Yep. I saw Nyad, um, the, the the Netflix movie directed by oh, the Free Solo. The, the swimming one that yep. where the story is fake? Yeah, that you guys told me, like, right? I didn't even know this going into it, but... Um, yeah, I thought it was really... It's honestly, like, soured on me, like, a lot since seeing it. Not because I figured out the story was fake, but because <laughs> I was just like... Maybe a little bit because of that. Maybe a little. I just thought that it was really bland and played it super safe and i i I made this point in my video that i was like kind of i'm like i think i appreciated because i saw this right before aggro drift and i think i liked aggro drift so much more because i came from this which i felt like was a movie so constricted by what you're supposed to do with narrative filmmaking and like the rules and like trying to be the the most crowd pleasy oscar Beatty thing possible and in doing so, landing super flat and being is, really is Oscar corny. Oscar Beatty, Warren Beatty's brother? Yeah, Oscar Beatty, yeah. <laughs> Lesser known Beatty. Um, and yeah, I just, I was like, this is, this could have been, I think they're such great filmmakers. And it's, it was just a, a huge disappointment, honestly, that this was so boring. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Nyad. Uh, and I only saw one more. And it was uh, the woman of the hour, which was the uh, which Anna I Kendrick. heard really good things about. Yeah, it was it was her directorial debut, and I thought for like as populated as the like true crime genre is, I feel like it's, there's so much true crime shit out there. It's like kind of to a point where it's like a little desensitizing. Like mm-hmm. I thought this was so unsettling and interesting, and felt like I actually like walked away with something more than like what true crime shit gives me these days um like an actual like a better understanding of the time and what what this like it it, like puts you in the perspective of the killer the same way it does the victim which is like really uncomfortable in some ways but i think added a lot of depth to the story that i was like really just surprised at how well directed it was and you know got picked up by netflix i should yeah distribution karsten um this got picked up by netflix which i think it is like it will play really well on netflix um and hitman also did which is a bit of a bummer because i feel like hitman is a really good crowd movie but that's my take on those two acquisitions so you're saying that you should get some friends you should get some friends yeah get some friends together watch hitman you'll have such a good time genuinely um Uh, i saw two more yeah two more i saw viva varda yeah that's right yeah you did (laughs) about agnes varda uh it was Uh fine okay the thing is that agnes varda you know their filmography is already this autobiographical thing where you're learning about them through their work so having a documentary that's mostly just telling you a chronological timeline it's like you might as well just be watching the right. films. I mean, yeah, you get to like interesting to get some of the backstory about like what was happening in her life yeah. during these times, but it, I don't know. It, it wasn't super interesting because the interesting part about her life is the the work. Yeah, yeah. That's what's like. So I was I was like, wasn't there just an Agnes Varda documentary? But maybe I was. I think it was like Faces Places. I don't. But I don't know if that was Agnes Varda or. I just know it was that one thing that JR. Yeah, it was. It was. 
But anyway, I mean, there's nothing wrong with yeah, more Agnes. I mean, as far it, as no, it. yeah, it was. Uh, I felt bad because the director was in the same row as me, and uh, <laughs> I like had to wake up early the next day to leave. So I'm like, I didn't stay for the Q and A, but I had to walk by him that's, and be like, uh, "Excuse me." That's fine. That's but I had fine. to walk like over him. Yeah. Just to get out. That's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was okay. Uh, okay. And then the last one I well that was the last one I saw, but the one I haven't mentioned yet was Lee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know Lee. Lee is in the jeans. Um, Lee is in the jeans. It was actually about the history of the jeans. Lee jeans. Yeah. It no, it was not. It was uh, a the story of photographer Elizabeth Lee Miller, a fashion model okay. who became an acclaimed war correspondent for Vogue magazine during World War II, starring Kate Winslet. Okay. It was weird. <laughs> um, just the dialogue. Kate Winslet's dialogue was just so awkward. It was like she was speaking in one-liners, <laughs> trying to sound like edgy, but for like the 40s, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where she's, it had like, a... the, she's like, the eyes are like, convey so much emotion until they don't. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> it had a good uh, Andy Samberg performance, you said. Yes, Andy Samberg was the best part of the film. Andy Samberg was nice. in a dramatic role uh, as like a kind of a co-worker. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if you like Andy Samberg, yeah. he's pretty good. And the film's not bad. Like, I think, you know, the production design was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the emotion doesn't really come through because Kate Winslet's it's not I don't even think Kate Winslet's fault yeah. I just think the dialogue it really lets the film down because it just doesn't yeah. feel like it feels like someone is like writing it to to be sound punchy but when yeah. someone then has to say it to another person it's like that's not how anyone talks to anyone yeah yeah it's like they're, it's like she's talking at people the whole film <laughs> I mean sounds interesting i'll at least check it out at least i'll I'll give it a the old college try um it has like it looks like it has an interesting cast too alexander skarsgård who i love um yeah you you're a big skarsgård head i am a huge specifically alexander skarsgård i'm i'm big into him uh anyway that's what would you say is your favorite and least favorite Favorite the holdovers. Pick... Yep, yep. Same now, here. Least favorite is interesting because Finest Kind, I think, is the worst film I saw. Right. But least right. favorite uh, was The Royal Hotel. Yeah. Because it's just so bland. Yeah. That's it's like valid. Every, That's... It's just like I've seen this film before in many other forms that have been yeah. better than this. It's totally. like, ooh. Ooh, totally. two people go to the secluded place, and then everyone there turns out to be kind of crazy. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? You you inspired me with that answer, because I was also going to say Finest Kind, but I think I had too good of a time watching it yeah. to really call it the worst. Uh, so I think I might go with Knox Goes Away. I think that was... I was like, this is just a waste kind, I enjoyed time. it. It's bad, yeah. but like yeah. bad in a fun way. Absolutely. Where you don't gain anything yeah. out of it other than the in-the-moment enjoyment of watching how stupid this is totally totally where i just don't even like thinking about the royal hotel because it's so boring (laughs) don't even waste any time on it yeah um well that was our tiff coverage uh another great year at tiff 
Um, Another great year. I love how we finished it by talking about our least favorite film. <laughs> yeah. Love going to TIFF and watching these movies. Um, but yeah, I it was it was a great time. Um, and we should talk about our uh, our the short film for today. Yeah, um, we're gonna since we're already here and it just came out. Yeah, and we're just we're talking about the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, the yes. new Wes Anderson short film on Netflix. Which I is it technically was, a short film? Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I was also confused because isn't um, the Oscar cutoff forty minutes, and this is like thirty nine. Yeah, I didn't even so think I about think that. that yeah, deliberate. he's putting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, I think the Oscar cutoff for short films is forty. I think he. Uh, I I know this is one of four shorts he's putting out for Netflix that are all adapted from Roald Dahl stories. Yeah, which I was also under the impression that he'd done way more Roald Dahl adaptations before this, but it was literally just Mister Fox. Um, yeah. so this is, Which you know, obviously I, is your favorite film. Well, so that's full stop, I, not, right? So, so you would think you would love this film. I did love it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I was thinking, I'm like, cause I really, I really love fantastic Mr. Fox and I really loved the French dispatch because it was kind of like, mm-hmm. I think Wes Anderson sometimes when he tries to go too crazy with a full feature he loses himself a little bit or i feel like that's happened a few times yeah. not not too often in my opinion but you know that's and i think when he's working in these short forms he can really just fly and like go crazy with the production design and and kind of he he just i don't know he gets a pass on a lot of his yeah. his I, shit cuz the french dispatch is kind of like a series of short films almost that yeah yeah it's three yet, short so. stories um and so I was like, okay, it's a Roald Dahl adaptation, and it's yeah. a short story. Do do we know the hit. other Roald Dahl short or the things he's adapting? I'm assuming because the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is the the book that comes from is called uh, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar and uh, other and oh, six okay. more. So it's yeah, probably. So I'm assuming it's that. part of that book of short stories, yeah. but I don't know. Because I, um, I really want to see a Wes Anderson, James and the Giant Peach. Me too. <laughs> or Charlie and the Ch- Chocolate Factory, I mean. Yeah. He could do that, all okay. of them. That I actually, would not complain. That, if you had a full-on feature-length Wes Anderson, yep. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Although the only problem is that I think Timothy Chalamet would be Willy Wonka. And I don't want that. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast yet, but... Not a promising look at his Wonka in that trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was just talking to uh, Cookie about who we would think would be like a great uh, Willy Wonka. And I was saying like after Barbie, Ryan Gosling could body that role. I, I think he would it. make a great uh, Willy Wonka. Absolutely not Ryan Reynolds. No. You know who I did? I, I We were also saying who would be like the worst Wonka. And I said Lin-Manuel Miranda would be an insufferable Willy Wonka. <laughs> well, that's because he'd be insufferable in most roles. Yeah. The Oompa Loompas are... <laughs> he does have a rap. Doompity doo. It's like, does, shut up. He does all the songs. Like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate Factory. I kind of want to see that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, that would be funny, a full-on... I, directed I by Wes I want to see that. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you need like a character within that that is playing for the audience who gets really annoyed at everything. Yeah. Yeah. The Oompa Loompas like, should this, hate him. They might think that this Willy Wonka guy's kind of an asshole. This guy's fucking annoying. <laughs> Only talks in raps. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the the short film. Um, I thought so we, Benedict... We, we should expand on this idea. Willy Wonka, but he's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you could argue he's already it. annoying. Yeah. Um... I thought, uh, well, okay. Uh, now that since he's on the mind, I think Benedict Cumberbatch would make a good Willy Wonka. I could see it pretty. He'd be issue, a little too sad. A little too yeah, a little too like proper and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I don't know if he has that magic in him. Um. <laughs> uh, who would be bad? Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> Wait. Wait, that's that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. He would be so funny. Uh-oh. I wouldn't like Tom Hanks as Willy Wonka. The problem is, if it was Mads Mikkelsen, I don't think any of the characters could conceivably like not listen to him, right? Like they wouldn't yeah. wander off. They'd Just be like, no, like, we're like we're ready. We're, we're yeah, yeah. Say. I don't want to get on your bad side. Yeah. He yeah, would... Tom Hanks would be annoying. He'd be annoying. Steve Buscemi. Uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Steve Martin would be great. Oh, my God. Oh, you, you know, know who, who would... Martin Short would be so annoying. <laughs> I would, it would be so good. <laughs> Either, like, Martin Short as Wonka and Steve Martin as an Oompa Loompa or the other way around. Yeah. You know who would also be bad? Kevin Hart. Who, uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin James. In light of all the uh, pictures, yeah, uh, I I don't I think Taika Waititi would be pretty bad as Willy Wonka. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be, and I I don't hate him that much, but that would be pretty. Oh, fucking Paul Giamatti as Willy Wonka. <laughs> I told you not to go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he'd probably do like an over the top accent. Yeah, yeah. In my chocolate factory. That, that's yeah. the worst. All right, I got Monty. one. Let, let's do it just to end this segment because it's just we're just naming. We're just going random actors. Yeah. Uh, let's you come up with one final name. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins would be okay. That's great. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> saying bad. Frankie Muniz. Oh. <laughs> While we're talking about Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yep, that's how I came up with that one. Fucking liar, liar, biz base. Or is that the movie? No. Yeah, it is right? liar, liar. Or was that the? No, that's the Jim Carrey movie. Big fat liar. Big fat Big liar. Big fat liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's basically Willy Wonka because he turns blue, and it's like Violet Beauregard. Yeah, you're right. It's like the same. Blue, yeah. It's like the same movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, how are we wrapping this? Oh, we didn't even talk about the we, short we film that even much t- yet. <laughs> I mean, there's so that's the thing is I don't know if I have a ton to say about the film other than it's like reading a kid's book. Like it's like reading a, a storybook. Like a pop-up like, book. Yeah. And I, and I really all, enjoy all the movement of the background. So yeah. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, ex- I, and I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I want to watch, I would happily watch it again. 
Um, but I don't think it's as like simple as just like colors and like uh, like candy. I I think it also there's like a, that quality about Wes Anderson that like pushes it a step further. That really like I don't know. There's like something really beautiful about the the I, I'm just a sucker for this guy a long time ago like could see without his eyes and yeah. then this oh, like got passed on he loves folk tales yeah i just i think he does that shit so I, well yeah i think wes anderson hates the internet definitely yeah he, he he loves like the magic of things where you're like well you can't prove it didn't happen right right but you could also make the case that he likes the aspect of the internet that's like one thing like one thing could exist and then a, a bunch of people will take that thing and make their own of it which i feel like is a that's a stretch yeah. that is a stretch I, but i think he does yeah i love the just his love of the of using practical movement mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of like having yeah. actual physical like walls and things move yeah that and this is cause, like because it makes the whole thing to me feel like when you watch a video of people who do, do like the really elaborate domino stacks and they push it right. and then you like follow all the things happening uh-huh yeah it just it's feels just, like the flow of you know there this has a lot of that with like the the bookcase coming apart and and oh it's so just the sounds um yeah no it's i really just yeah. enjoyed watching it a lot it, you know it, it, it's 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 this thing where he somehow changes the set but it's because the set moves instead of the person moving mm -hmm. so yeah like yep. changes the scene without the actual characters moving which is yeah. crazy yeah he does have yeah no that literally happens in this because there's one scene where someone is sitting down and like someone comes in and moves that person and i thought that was so like sometimes it's like he I feel like he knows the criticisms people have towards him where they're like, he just treats his actors like objects and just, and it's like, yeah, he literally does that in this movie <laughs> where he like moves them to the side. But it's like, I don't think that's to say there isn't like some actual soul to his work. Cause yeah, yeah I thought this I was mean, like, I mean, I always lovely. felt like he uses the general vibe that actors give off rather mm -hmm. than having them do anything too elaborate performance wise you know yeah yeah because if you look Definitely. at people you have you know and, and also you hear like the way people talk it's like they have vibes that they give off that you can yeah. use that and i don't think that's any yep. less valid than having someone do some dramatic performance yeah it's like your and, presence is a thing and i also think like a, a performance can be like moving and get and get a, a certain emotion across without being this the, like traditional over the top dramatic yeah. performance you know and i, I mean, feel like, like yeah like you know one of my favorite i mean my favorite films the like aquatic and mm -hmm, bill murray's yeah. performance in that is this classic you know you internal it's like internal acting where you yeah he internalizes all this stuff and it's, but you can get the the vibe of it based mm -hmm. off of what he actually does yeah yeah i will say the one thing I didn't uh, like about this short is, and it's the only time Wes Anderson's ever like irritated me was the actors saying like he said, and uh, like, and then he said before like saying the line. You know what I'm talking about? Like as if they're like reading the book. Yeah. You know, I I don't know why that like got to me at a certain point. I was like, okay, 
Just my two cents. Just my two cents is no, I didn't no, like. No, I didn't it, care for that valid. part. It's valid. Yeah. Um, but other. Really I mean, I me personally. Yeah. All right. Um, no, I mean it's fine that it bothered you. Like. You yeah. Know, yeah. Some people when you when you scrape your teeth on like cutlery, people some people that bother some people doesn't bother yeah. others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what's his name? I mean, I'm ben... just saying, if you're using a fork, you don't put your teeth on the metal. You like no. pull the thing off with your lips and then chew. Just the the image and the thinking the about it, yeah, skeeves me out. Anyways, I cannot wait. Uh, we should talk about these shorts as they come out. I don't know when he's they're rolling them out, but I I'm excited about them. And uh, would you? I also do not know, but would you ever consider that since you know these are shorts, calling feature length film pants longs? Oh, pants! <laughs> I'm going to How see a pants today. Yeah. No, that's uh, the new Wes Anderson pants. Mm-hmm. Asteroid City, his latest pants. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> okay. I just thought if you know you're kind of a trendsetter in the film, instead like, of the young person filmscape, I thought uh-huh. maybe you could get that started. Instead of movie Jeff, you could be pants Jeff. No, because then it makes it sound pants. like I'm into just, pants. Then I don't have we're gonna pants you. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. That's worse. That makes it sound like my, I'm taking my pants off. Yeah. And you're Which weird. I'm, I'm wearing pants right now, just yeah. to be clear. Um, well, uh, no, Jared got married this weekend. Congratulations to Jared. Yeah, my friend of the podcast, my brother and uh, co-worker. Yeah. Yeah. If so I still have the soundboard. Uh, currently would... out of the office on his honeymoon. Nice. That's why we're here. That's Finally get away yeah. from that. All I that know. bullshit. Yeah, except I for I actually still am working. Yep. 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 We have some questions if we want to we answer do? them real quick. Let's uh, do it. Let's do we it. could rapid fire. Um, this one is yeah, 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 yeah. That's the username, and it's favorite person to watch movies with. Don't say each other. Carson Runquist. Oh. It- <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in fast. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I know. I, I'm gonna. You're gonna say Cookie. <laughs> yeah yeah honestly yeah probably probably cookie and i am single yeah yeah so um <laughs> i i guess jared my brother jared's wife maybe i don't i don't know why i said what that you, that would be that <laughs> yeah you made this weird trying to make a joke <laughs> um this next one comes from Alrighty Pigeon, and it's opinions free streaming sir. What? Wait, what? Opinions. Did you read this question. Opinions free. Yeah, I haven't read read these before. Uh, opinions free streaming services such as Tubi or Pluto. I'm assu- Oh, it's it's I no. It's asking what are our opinions on free streaming services oh. like Tubi or Pluto. Um. I have watched maybe like two things on uh, Tubi before, and it was like a good experience. Like I, I kind of enjoy Tubi. They have a lot of things that you can't find anywhere else, which yeah. is surprising. But yeah, I don't really use them because uh, my family's big enough to where they all pay for like two right. streaming services each, and I just yep have them all. Exactly. But I mean, I'm sure it's like if you don't want to pay for something or can't, it's probably yeah. tremendous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, this one comes from uh, I forgot how to pronounce it again. Tig two three four one. Yep. Um, Carson, what was your training like for your triathlon? How did you keep yourself motivated and also prevent overwork and injuries? Congrats on finishing. Maybe soon you'll be like Cody Co's second channel. Cody trains. We need a Carson runs quests where you exercise and complete various goals. I'm gonna say Cody Co's. What? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I was gonna say Cody Co's channel. That that training channel is what uh inspired me to do it. Um, it's a great channel. Cool. Uh, he did an Ironman though, which I did not yep. do. But now I do want to say you technically only did a biathlon. No, so a biathlon is if I only did one, two. But I they call it a duathlon because it was run, uh, bike run, and they canceled it because of weather conditions, which really the, bummed me out. Swimming. But yeah, the swimming, which obviously is your strongest part, it's my strongest. But the thing is, I'm still... A, you could have been a professional swimmer. Could have been. I'm still a little satisfied because earlier that week, I signed up for like a, a practice swim. That would be that was the distance that I would have swam that morning. Um, just so I wasn't going in completely blind. And so I did... I'm telling myself I swam that distance in the lake, but I didn't do it consecutively in the order of mm-hmm. the day. No, that's but there's nothing I could have done to prevent that, and I'm I'm bummed about it. But yeah, maybe next year you should do another one. I I'm planning on it. I I and I to answer that question is I actually did have an injury um, that I'm actually still not completely out of. But I've I've messed up my knee. My right knee has been messed up for maybe like six months now from climbing. I think, and I because I'm like so because I'm such an idiot. And I can't stop climbing because I think it's so fun. Is like I've I was messing it up, jumping on it and bending it, and so I I like couldn't run for like a good chunk of my training, and running is the thing I needed to train for. So I just took it very easy, and then went really crazy for like four weeks training, and then ended up being good enough. But nice, yeah. It's I will say if you have an injury, you should not work out on it <laughs> it doesn't help that's <laughs> unless you're like swimming wisdom. swimming is actually okay for it because you're not putting unless, a lot of pressure on it for your knee yeah not some yeah. injuries like rotator cuff swimming would be terrible terrible yeah yeah that's yeah 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 that's Especially true not all injuries <laughs> yeah jesus like, ah god it's <laughs> just screaming yeah. <laughs> 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 uh anyway Run, Carson Anyways. Runs Quests is a good name for a training channel. I should get on that. Yeah. Or Runs Quick. That's better. Um, but that's kind of putting you kind of in a tight spot if you don't run that quick. I you don't have pack. to run quick. I run pretty slow. So, anyway. uh Quick. That's that. We'll go to Chartable now and read a review. Um, if we have any. Does Chartable uh, still exist? Chartable does still exist. It's a terrible website, but it's like the it's best awful. way to find these reviews. Uh, this one, I, know, I don't think... If, wanna, if anyone right. from Chartable is listening, good good work, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, I don't know if we've read this one before. It came from July 15th, which I think was after the last does episode. Does it say, where did you June? guys go? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's from Infinite Pro from Australia. 
uh, subject line, massive fan, five stars, and it reads, hey, massive fan here. Just wanted to tell you guys that your podcast makes me hap- makes me so happy. I'm currently struggling as a single mother, and I love films. I found Carson about two years ago and have watched every video of his, and this show is another great thing to take my mind off the pressure. I love you guys so much. Your humor, your taste in films, and Jeff's jokes make my day. Heart. Thank you so okay. much, I'm, Infinite Pro. That, was... that we're putting out another episode. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. We do it. F- we do it for you. Uh, well, we we, sort we of haven't still do it. Done we, it. In we're a gonna while. try to do a little more. We should. We should try to do it more. Um, thank you. And if you want to be a part of the next episode, you should leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave reviews. Um, next up, we like to uh, announce next week's <laughs> movie. We next never did episode. Indiana Jones. We didn't. Uh, I actually still never saw it. <laughs> it's not, you know, I felt when I did see it, I was like, oh, I hope Jeff doesn't see it because <laughs> it's not, it's not good. I'm going to uh, see it just because like, I like the franchise. It's fun, but like, I'm sure the, I'm not, I don't have high expectations. Yeah. It's a good Cars cast movie. I will say it was, it would have been a fun Cars cast movie, but uh, next week, depending on when these short films come out, we could just do the next West short film. <laughs> Yeah, do you know? Is there a schedule for when they come out? I don't know. It doesn't say uh, uh, release. Okay, date. so our real answer is we do not have anything set in stone yet. Yeah, but it, Wait, we is, will. Yeah, I think well. they they come out. Wait a second. Wait a second. What? Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to Netflix right now. Wes Anderson. It's out now. Oh. They're giving. They're putting them out one day at a time. Wait, what? Yeah, the next one came out already. This today. It did. Yeah, yeah. The Swan, and then tomorrow, the Rat Catcher comes out, and then on Saturday, Poison comes out. Oh, so they're cool. all they're just busting them out. So Damn. we'll. Well, yeah. You wanna, we'll... you wanna come to Milwaukee and watch them? Yeah. <laughs> I can't this weekend, but um. Next I mean, week you know, we should just want to come up here. I would, I would love to. I actually, I, I got a projector. There's some fun stuff to do in Milwaukee. We can go to a brewery. Um, oh, yeah, we can go to a brewery. <laughs> Again, his brewery just opened up in Chicago, and I am trying to hit that up. Yeah, I also need to come down to Chicago to hang at some point soon. You should. Let's. let's um, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Next next week we're gonna bust out all three of these shorts. I'm gonna say it. I'll say it. Yes, that's a um, great idea. Let's just get them all out. We're gonna have all seen them by then, and they're shorter than this one. The next one's so, only yeah. seventeen. But we'll, we'll see the ex- we, the exact day that we'll do this, TBD. Yeah. But it yep. will be by the end of next week. Yes. And uh, lastly, we want to thank the patrons who are still around. <laughs> yeah. Um, we uh, I would not recommend <laughs> becoming a patron. Uh, to be honest, because we have not fulfilled perks. But if you would love to support us for no perks, come patron. Yeah, um, we, we probably should just change it to be no no perks. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I But we, we do still read the names, I will say, which is I'm going to do right now. Um, starting with... whole heart into this. Thank you. Anson Contreras, Camilla, David Borslow, David Sir, Hout Vitesse, Jared Armstrong, Jaden Alexander, John Van Hout. Let's change the Google search results for PTA. Leave in. What should I change this to? Monroe Page, Riley Oss, Stella Perry, Wes Kinley, and Zoe Hernandez McDonald. Thank you, lads. This was fun, Carson. 
So now I remember fun. why you used to do this. It's a blast. It's a, every time it's a blast. Um, this is a long episode too. We really gave them. We gave them a comeback. Yep. Eighty uh, minutes. Thank you guys uh, so much for listening. I have a new. Uh, I'll have a new video on uh, actually my TIFF recap. If you want some more thoughts, even though I don't really say, I actually this is I don't say that much more in the video. Um, but yeah, are you gonna do a video on these Wes Anderson things? I thought about it. I don't think so. I I am. I mean, I talk about it in my what I watched this month video, but yeah, yeah, gotta make room Dude, for the ever, new like, extra. If you ever want to collab with Formula hey. Bone, <laughs> best racing movies. Ford yeah. v Ferrari. Anyway, yeah, that's um, a good one. That's a good movie. Anything to say, Jeff? Uh, catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>